Hi guys. Hi. It's Dead Academy Podcast. Welcome. I'm Fallon. Michelle. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. What's up? Uh, We had a great day today. We went and got some sushi with one of our friends and listeners, Chad. Uh, Let's see, what else did we do? We went and got Last night we got sushi? Yeah, we had sushi last (laughs) night too. We're on a a sushi tour. Yeah. Um, And then we went and got food for New Year's. Which one of it makes a goddamn bit of sense? It's like whatever pulled pork, egg rolls, tiramisu, biscuits and gravy, meatballs, <laughs> meatballs, meatballs, meatballs. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The point of it is, is we like all of it. Yeah. How was your Christmas? Fantastic. Mine too. I Hopefully, mean, everyone else had a great Christmas. I spent as it well. with you, so Aww. you know how it was. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> No, it was fun. We played some games. Yeah, it was fine. Drink some I actually, expensive ass tequila. I'm like ninety percent over my sickness, so that's good. That that made Christmas better. I'm still all ball humbug, and I'm glad it's over. <laughs> but uh, maybe better time next year. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, whatever. So this is the last episode of the year. It is episode four on thirty four. Five thirty five. Yeah. Everybody, thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. That's so awesome. We 35. I will say, <clears throat> hold on, I have to clear my throat. Great. <clears throat> Sorry. Well, the reason being is we have been busting some shit out. Singing. Oh, oh yeah. Boys to men. Like nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my voice is all fucked up because we were trying to sing the uh one sweet day song with Boys to Men and Mariah Carey, and of course that had to be Mariah. And turns out I'm not a very good Mariah Carey. But it fucked my voice up. So if you hear me doing a lot of, <clears throat> or just comes out with a whisper, that's why. I mean, let's hope not. I can't hit those high notes. <laughs> it, look, it was fun because we know all the little extras, the extras, like the bam, the, all the sprinkled shit they just put on that song. Little yeah. sprinkles of extra, the little bougies. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's been boys and men for like a solid 24 hours. Yeah, we might and have to And it's only like put, five songs. <laughs> like, maybe put a video on our Patreon one day when we uh-huh, get it ready. Uh-huh, yeah. <clears throat> you, I mean, you're definitely going to have to pay to see me act like an idiot. Well, see, I don't act like an idiot. I really try. So I do just, I. I just can't sing. Me neither. Shit. Me neither. For shit. I, but I, I can't sing, but I love singing. Oh, I know. Do it all the time. All the time. All the time. I don't care time. if it's fucking... Lamb of God or George Strait or fucking Mariah Carey or in this moment, I give it all I have, which is not very much. No, actually, it's a lot. It just doesn't account for anything. (laughs) (laughs) Raise a family. See, that's my... I know, I I know. You keep poaching my spotlight moment. I'll stop. And it's... Yeah. I mean, it's going to get bad. Um, That's all I want is my single spotlight and you're over here like trying to angle it to you that's not how it goes so we have our stories for today i'm gonna do a teaser on the playboy mansion and it is not what you think it is like that place was fucked up fucked up like hugh hefner was a creepazoid um so i'm gonna do a little bit about the playboy mansion and then do another episode that goes into more detail of the playboy mansion on our patreon 
That's not set up yet. That's not set up I yet. I mean, it, we're getting there. It's like 50% done. Right. It's not live, I should say. And then you have a pretty downer story. Yeah. I think you should go first, and then I'll just I'll kind of bring it back up to light with the Playboy Mansion. And then, Okay. Because the next episode we're going to be doing is I don't even feel comfortable doing it. But I feel like people should know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I, it's, it's one of those episodes where, like, I don't recommend anybody listen to it. Great. Are you going about to sneeze? No. Okay. I'm, no. It's one of those things where, like, I don't think anyone should ever have to hear this kind of stuff. But at the same time, <clears throat> parents need to hear it so they can be aware of what kind of fucking monsters there are. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, hopefully together we can all come up with some way to keep this from happening again. Because it's the worst kind of shit that pisses me off the the, the, the most of, like, a, someone hurting a kid. It of gets course. to me. Yeah. I can't handle it. I'm going to tell a story today that you, gets Jacob. to me. But I will say, like, I'm on... Uh, break from work mm-hmm. right now. So the plan was to just bang out a bunch of episodes and just have them ready for you guys. <laughs> yeah. So we were going to record a couple of them today and just post one and then we'll have them, we'll have them lined up, ready to go. Well, I have one story that I am going to do today. <laughs> and then I had an, I, I kind of knew what Fallon was going to do on one of her stories. I was going to do possession. And it's like a possession thing, which is up our alley. And I was possession, like, exorcism. I was like, oh, so, you know, Fallon's got a, a possession story. I want to find a possession story, and we'll just kind of make, like, a whole episode of it, since most of the time we talk about, like, legit true crime. We don't do a lot of paranormal, but yeah. this will be a fun episode. So, I'm doing my research. Was this just... Last night? It was yesterday. Okay, so the night before two last. Two hours on this episode. Night before last, I was doing my research, and I found, and I'm not going to say anything because you're not telling the story today. Right. But. Next week. I found a story that's just, it is perfect. And I was like, fuck yes, I found it. Like, I have the one I'm going to do now. <laughs> so I got that done, lined up, and I'm going, boom, do this. So I started reading it, reading it, and like, just having that shit imprinted in my head. It's great. And I met up with Fallon, and. <laughs> That the next day, uh-huh. and I was telling her, well, I was telling you, yeah, that I have a story. Mm-hmm. I have a possession story. We can make an episode of this. It's going to be awesome. Well, Fallon asked me what my person's name was, whether it was a guy or a girl. I said the name, or I said the first name. Well, she spelled off the last name. And come to, it finally happened. After 30, Four. we have 35 episodes. We trashed yeah. one, but... 35 episodes, we finally researched the, the same, same story. fucking story. Right. But and I actually, we were going to surprise <clears throat> each other, yeah. which I'm glad we kind of, like, Got spilled the beans the a little bit. Yeah. Because I would have been so unprepared. <laughs> like, you would have been telling your story first. I've been sitting here going, motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's my story. <laughs> yeah. But, right. uh, so, damn. yeah, I'm going to have to dig a little deeper. But, damn it. Like, it's such a, a good story. It's a good one. And you guys are going to love it. It's good. It's oh. it's it's one of those stories where like you can listen to it and it's like yeah 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 you know he was possessed whatever, but the fucking ending like when I was talking to Michelle about it I I had to reread over and over and over and even listen to um, a, another podcast that did this uh, story I had to keep playing it over and over to make sure I heard it right and to make sure that I read it right because I was like there's no way well you keep saying the ending is like the it's like the most fucked up thing. Everything else is boring. 
I think the whole story is interesting. Oh, yeah. Like, the ending is fucked <clears throat> up, but everything leading up to that point is kind of I mean, like, yeah, oh. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot, but it's a lot. the ending, though, goddamn. You'll, yeah. So be, be prepared week. for that yes. one. It's a good one. It's a really good one. Maybe I can, maybe we research on different sites. So maybe I have information that you don't necessarily have. Maybe. I mean, I did a pretty extensive oh, coverage did of it. I did. Like, okay. I, I really did. I wrote, I think, however much is on here, I wrote it down and sat in the bed yesterday while Willow played her iPad next to me and just, I just looked up possessions. Well, we'll see. All right. Well, yeah, so, you should go. You should go first, then. All right, I got a, I got a doozy. It's bad, you guys. Like, we're sorry. I'm, yeah. Okay, well, I mean, I'm sorry. Is, this is why they're here, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're listening to us because you enjoy you hear hearing it. true crime. It's interesting. I'm pretty sure they're not tuning in to listen to my voice, where I sound like a 14 year old boy over this fucking thing because I can't change. I'm all, I'm all nasally right now. Well, I'm all <clears throat> just got down <clears throat> off my Mariah Carey tour. <laughs> That's the other thing, yeah. Filling out boys and men for 24 hours is like, it's really affecting my voice right now. (laughs) Which is so crazy because we're not real. like, I like boys to men, but, like, that's not who we listen to. Like, for some reason, around... Speak for yourself. No, hold on. Around New Year's is when we usually, it it just comes back. (laughs) But, like, throughout the year, like, I might, you know, pop it on my Spotify or something. You're right. I never listen to it. there. But, like, it never makes any of the, like, top played songs of the year. But when we get on a boys to men kick... That's it. It's hard to get off. It's hard. I mean, you just sit down and just just wait because we're not we're not done yet. <laughs> we might actually have to stop halfway through this, sing a couple tunes to one another, and then hop back on. So we're obsessed. Yeah, we can't <laughs> we can't play it for you because you you're not going to like it. Oh, I don't give a fuck. I'll play it for him. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Michelle's going first. So I don't. I've never. I don't know about this guy. I I stumbled across him. He's a new one for me. Okay. John Wayne Gacy. Never heard of him. You're a pe- you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Dude, that's my dad. <laughs> His name is John Wayne Glover. Okay. Oops. I've never heard of him, though. No, I haven't either. Gacy, yeah. We'll eventually do one on Gacy, because we've had a couple requests I, for it, but... Oh, well, when you talk, I have a special thing that I'm trying to work out for Gacy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, secret. Oh, that's right. Okay, it's, it's, a, a, it's a big secret, but it's oh, it's gonna have such an awesome payoff. If I can pull it off, I think you totally can. Then, yeah, uh, it's gonna work. Yeah, it's gonna be killer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So John Wayne Glover. Yep. The name doesn't sound familiar, but no. he also is. We'll go with an AKA, the monster of Mozman. Okay. Never heard of that either. Mm-hmm. Or AKA the Granny Killer. <gasps> The granny the, killer? The granny, like... And this is a guy? It's a guy. Okay. John? So, well, all right. Well, I was just... Because there is a granny killer. She was a grandma and killed a bunch of men. Yeah. And, well, actually, I think she killed a bunch of kids. She had a different name. It was like... Oh, fuck. She pops up all the time when I'm yeah, trying to find a story. The grandma killer, I think. She has a different kind fuck. of name, we'll though. We'll have to look it up It's later. not the granny yeah. killer. This guy is the granny killer. And we're going to go down south. Yeah. Australia. Hello, mate. We have a lot of listeners in Australia. Well, then I hope I don't fuck this up. If we do, we're sorry. We're from North America. If I fuck it up, yeah, sorry. Like, I'm only... But I'm going off Wikipedia right now. Okay. Like, that's my go-to. And there was enough... 
I got enough information to tell a pretty decent story off Wikipedia. If it's wrong, fucking sorry. Yeah. I don't. That's it. That's all I got. (laughs) But uh, John Wayne Glover, granny kidder, killer. (laughs) Right? Okay. (laughs) He is a convicted serial killer. And he was convicted of six murders of elderly elderly women aged from 60 to 93. Oh, my God. So we're talking like... A piece of shit. Yeah, we're talking... These are <sighs> frail grandmas. I know. The elderly is my soft spot. I, I can't help it. Not me. I mean, that, that came out way wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I my soft spot is children. And then right after that <clears throat> is... Uh, the the elderly. Okay. Yeah. That, sorry, that came out. Yeah, like, you just said it's just so blunt. <laughs> Fuck them. No <laughs> grandmas. <laughs> no, I love grandmas. There's just my so grandma sweet was and the best. Yeah. So he her was, name was Eula. Isn't that a cool name? Mine's was Hallie. Hallie and Faye. I didn't know my other grandma. Mm. Her name. I think her name was Elizabeth. But they both. Yeah. I mean, I love them both. Because well, everyone Eula, loves their grandmas. Eula is tattooed with Grandpa Bauman. Paul. 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 On my arm. Go ahead. Okay. He was convicted. Six murders. 60 to 93. And this all... This only took 14 months. Like, all this shit happened in a little over a year. Damn. Like, it's, so it's almost like a spree killer. Yeah. That we know of. Uh, well, yeah. I'll I'll get into that just a little bit. Later on. Mm-hmm. So, 14 months, and this is in the years of 1989 to 1990. So, I mean, recent-ish. <laughs> yeah. I, I always feel like the 80s still seems like not that long ago, but... Like, we're stuck in the 90s. Like, the 80s to me is like just... <laughs> I mean, our general, the boys met. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. So, I guess it was a long time ago. Fuck it. I mean, hold on. <clears throat> we I graduated... In 02. And yeah. that seems like it was just yesterday, but it's like... My 20-year high school reunion's coming up. Yeah, 2020's coming up. I know. A couple days. So, anyways. Granny Killer, six women, 89 to 90, 14 months, spam. There, <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot of background about this guy that I could find. But he actually lived in England. Okay. For a, a long time. Came from a working class family. It doesn't mean he was a great guy to begin with. Like yeah. he's he's a criminal. Like he committed numerous petty crimes, dating all the way back from nineteen forty seven, which he was pretty much like his go to was he was a thief. He would still clothes, handbags, which I don't know what he needed that for, but Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> if I steal a purse, I'm giving it to somebody else as a well, gift. Yeah. So he was a thief. He quit school at 14. Damn. He ended up serving in the British Army, and he was essentially discharged once they found out that he's a fucking thief. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, later on, in 1956 is when he went to Australia. Mm-hmm. And what, he moved to Melbourne, which is like, I think is a pretty I've big heard city of yeah. in Australia. But he didn't change his ways when he got there. Like, he still continued to be pretty much a petty thief. And he got convicted of two counts of larceny. And they call their crimes are different. Like, 
larceny I've heard of. And then there's a stealing charge, which to me is just theft. theft. Yeah. So one stealing charge. That was in 1962. He probably served just minimal time for that. Then he got released. And he ended up being convicted of two counts of assaulting women. Mm. And two counts of indecent assault. And I don't know what this charge is, but it's one count of assault occasioning actual bodily harm. Like maybe he like knocks someone the fuck out. And yeah, like maybe know. they got like a concussion or brain damage. Or I've something. never heard of it. I haven't either. And then on top of that, four more counts of larceny. Okay. So that's a lot of charges. Yeah. He got sentenced to three years for that. And he got released on early for good behavior. He sounds like a great guy. Yeah. So, I mean, the guy just, he's escalating. So he started stealing shit. And it seemed to be like a lot of women products. Mm-hmm. And then he started assaulting women. But yeah, and he, growing up, he's always had issues with older women in his life, mm. especially his mom. And then he ended up marrying, he met a woman, married her. Her name was Gay Rolls. Gay Rolls? Gay Rolls. And he ended up obviously having an issue with his mother-in-law. So pretty much every older woman in his life just, mm. he had problems. Right. So there's there's this level of anger that's just fucking building. Brewing, yeah. And his parents at that, I mean, let's see, 1976, his mother moved to Australia as well from England. Okay. And then in 1989, she died of breast cancer. Mm. So 1989... Is when his crime started. Ah. So, 89, his mom died. He lost it. And, then... and also that year, Glover was diagnosed with male breast cancer. Really? So, yeah, that's a thing. I didn't know men could get breast cancer. I guess that's, uh, I mean, I I just, I had no idea. I mean, it's not, I mean, I don't want to say like it's rare, common. but yeah, it does happen. Yeah, okay. So, 1989, his mom died of breast cancer. He got diagnosed with breast cancer. And he separated from his wife. Fuck, man. And they had two daughters together. So, when he separated from her, she took the two daughters and he and they moved to New Zealand. Shit. So, like, they're not even close by. So, all that New happened. New Zealand's really close by. No. In Australia. It's, like, right next door. I'm oh, not saying okay, it's, like, 20-minute okay. okay, drive, gotcha. you know? Okay. It's, like, he's got to travel. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I think where New Zealand is. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, it's not like he, she went down the street. You moved yeah. to, like, the New Zealand's neighboring beautiful. town. Have you seen pictures of New Zealand? It's no. where they filmed Lord of the Rings. You'd know it if you watched it. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I know Australia is full of, like, very dangerous things. Like, the most dangerous snakes yeah. and Our spiders. Our from and... Australia, I want to know, like, what's your most terrifying thing that you have to live with down there? Because I would love to come visit, but I don't do spiders. I don't do anything that crawls. Snakes. Like, none of God it. damn. It. Bird-eating spiders and shit. Like, <laughs> I think there's yeah. a, yeah, I think it's called a bird-eating spider. That's terrifying. Yeah. I'm good. Like, we get, like, quarter-sized wolf spiders here, and I'm like, call fucking Terminix! <laughs> Burn the motherfucker down! the lighter. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. <clears throat> so, yeah. Kangaroos, though, they're really cute, but I heard they're, like, assholes. They're dangerous. That like, video, though, that guy <laughs> fucking socking it to him, that was great. I'm so sorry to keep interrupting you, but go ahead. 
I can't get that video in my head he now. He squares up with a kangaroo. <laughs> and then he took it like a champ. He's just like, what? <laughs> oh, my All God. right. I've lost my spot. Oh, so all those things happen in that year, which I want to assume just, uh, he lost, he snapped. was a bad year for this yeah, guy. It, it pushed him over the edge. He fucking snapped. I I'm get it, assume. man. Losing a parent's hard. <clears throat> but before, before he jumped right into murder, he started becoming a volunteer at a senior citizens society. That's mm. hard to say. Senior citizen society. Yeah. And he, if you ask other people about uh, John Glover, he's friendly. He's a trustworthy guy. Oh, God. He's just like... Of course he is. He has tons of friends. He ended up getting remarried, and he had two more daughters. And they lived, like, just a, a normal lifestyle. I mean... Regular old family. Yeah, just... Not a lot going on. They're just fucking normal. Except for he's not. He's right. harboring some shit. But uh, he he was married for twenty years before like any before we get to murder, and he was fifty six years old when he started. Wow, that's like that's odd. Seems kind of late. Yeah. So to well, me, I wonder like what happened. I'm sure I'm sure you'll get to, it, but I wonder what happened. Around the time of his first murder. Because something had to have snapped to make him just at 56, like... Well, I think, like, his mo- just him having all this resentment for all these older women that's been in his life. Mm-hmm. And then they just... Oh, wait, well, his he, mom... he started at 89. Or he started in 89. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I so already, this yeah. is all, like, we're not... I'm not time jumping or nothing like this. He was this... 56 in 1989. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But he was... Like, he established another life in Australia. Like, once his first wife, first wife and him separated, he met another woman. They were married for 20 years, had two more kids. Like, he's living. Gotcha. Okay. And then he was volunteering at the senior home. So, he just looks like a normal guy. But he's holding this, like, this rage in. Yeah. Because his mom died. And then the mother-in-law he had an issue with but you know they separated so she she mm. abruptly left his life as well so there was okay. nothing he could i think if those women stayed alive he probably would have killed them really probably see i'm going at it from a different angle i'm thinking for one he keeps having girls it's almost like he's he's cursed with like just females maybe he had like a bad i don't know experience with his mom his grandma like yeah, I mean, something had to yeah. flip in order I for mean, him to start killing older women. Unless he was killing them, trying to, like, almost bring back his mom. You know what I mean? Like, okay. something like that. When you... Because that's a short period of time to kill such a lot of people right after your mom dies. I mean, I'll jump ahead. Like, he does get caught. Obviously. And yeah. um, once the investigation turns on him, he confesses, like, quickly to all of this. But when he confesses, he says, there's no rhyme or reason to this. It was, he saw this old woman and he took out this rage on her. There was like, he didn't just, he he never like stalk someone. Like he would see someone and like, okay, and follow her every move. Like it was was just, he would be doing something on his own and he would encounter an elderly woman and then just take it out on her. So... 
it's brutal. pretty yeah like that to me is like i don't know that's grandmas, pretty bad man you know grandmas are like little and frail and um some of them <laughs> i mean <laughs> yeah like he actually said he met, he never worried about who his victims were or why he killed them he just he said he wanted to stop killing but he just couldn't mm. and it was like murder was just a thing that he had to get out like after each murder it was like it never happened. He just went back to his normal wow. normal life. Never even thought twice about it. That's, that's, so there's that's no remorse. mental illness for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> okay. So. January 11th, 1989. Uh, there's an 84-year-old woman named Margaret Todd Hunter. And she was just taking a walk where Glover seen her. He parked his car, walked up to her, punched her straight in the face. Oh, my God. And stole her purse. And so he he started, like, he's he keeps quickly escalating. Like, so she lived. He did, okay, he didn't he, kill her. Like, he mugged her. Fuck, though. Like, why would but he just take her purse? 84 he years her? old. Just punched her right in the face. God damn. Because you know that probably did a lot of damage. Yeah. Okay. Dentures, cataracts, like... Yeah. Not being funny, I'm for real. Like oh, I know. Yeah. I know. So now we'll get to some of these other women. They had a much worse story. March. So what did I say that was? That was January 11th. 1989. So March 1st, 1989, he commits his first uh, he commits his first murder. Okay. He ran, he saw an 82-year-old woman named Gwendolyn Mitt Mitchell Hill, just walking down the street, he <clears throat> went to his car and he pulled out a hammer and like put it on his belt. He followed her, he followed Gwendolyn to her house. And when she opened the door, he like forced in and now he's in the foyer of her apartment building. I didn't mean to say house, apartment. Yeah. And he hit her in the back of the head with a hammer mm-hmm. and he continued to hit her head and her body, broke several of her ribs. He fled the scene. He took her purse, which had a hundred bucks. So she was still alive when he left, but she was found by two boys coming home from school and she died shortly after the police and ambulance showed up. There was no witnesses. There was nothing concrete linked to this. It was just like, it just came out of nowhere. Fucking random. No, no evidence. <clears throat> no, um, so people with the lack of evidence and everything and no witnesses, they assume that she just fell and they walked. So fell, they fell or that she fell. <clears throat> and since there was no like foul play or nothing, they cleaned the crime scene. Oh my God. They just assumed it was a mugging gone wrong. Well, yeah. Like she got mugged and then she fell. So there was like, well, this isn't a murder, so we're going to clean this. Oh, my God. So wash, if, if there was evidence, they washed it all away. I mean, if he hit her multiple times in the head with a hammer, how many times is she going to fall on a place that probably doesn't have stairs? Well, I imagine there'd be a lot of blood. Yeah. I just, yeah. Okay. So that was Gwendolyn. Move on to May 9th, 1989. He, once again... He's just out walking, and he saw an 84-year-old woman. Her name was Lady 
Winfrieda Isabel Ashton. Wow. It's a long name. <laughs> so she was walking towards him and they like, you know, made eye contact. Glover put on a pair of gloves, followed her to her apartment where he busted through the foyer and he attacked her again with a hammer. He threw her to the ground. Mm. He drug her. And I don't see, I don't live in Australia, so I don't know what this is, but he drug her into a rubbish bin alcove. Like a trash room, I think. I don't know. Like how we have like mud rooms. Okay. I think maybe that's, correct me if I'm wrong, Australia, but I'm pretty sure that's what that is. Yeah, not sure. Like we have mud rooms in the States, so it's like, like my laundry room can also be used as like a mud room because it's two doors. Come in from outside, put your shoes on the floor. There's some yeah. trash in there. Yeah. So it's like a little private room, I'm going to assume. Yeah. He, he drug her in there. So he's already hit her with the hammer to, like, incapacitate her, drug her in there, where he, uh, it's so violent. Like, he would just grab her by her head and just completely, he just kept slamming her head onto the no. pavement. And Glover says, he recalls that she almost overpowered him. An 84-year-old lady almost empowered him, overpowered him until he fell on top of her and he started hitting her head on the pavement. After she was unconscious, he removed her pantyhose and he strangled her. He You know what though? Good for her for fighting back. Yeah. So then this is when he starts to leave kind of like um a signature, I would say. Oh no. So he places her she had a walking stick. So he places the walking stick and her shoes at her feet and he leaves them like very like it's very planned out, very meticulous. Right. And then he took her purse that had $100. And he just, he, the cops thought it was another mugging gone wrong. Mm. Because he keeps stealing their purse. Yeah. So, they, the, the cops get there, they see her laying face down on the concrete in this alcove. A pull of blood was around her head. The pantyhose was so tight around her neck that it cut all the way through her skin. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, you know, I was thinking maybe, like, the alcove is, like, a trash bin area on the side of your house. Cause, yeah, because our apartments, so it's like... <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. Australia, let us know. <laughs> What's a trash bin alcove? Please. <laughs> yeah. So, they they see that. Pantyhose on her... This isn't a, a mugging. Like, yeah. that's a fucking murder. Right. Her, and then he, like, he he positions the bodies where their legs are crossed and her arms are placed at her sides. Like, they look like he does things to them after the fact. Like, Propping them? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that's what he, that's, uh, I forget her name. Oh, my God, I gotta go back up. When, when Frida Ashton. So then, that was in May, June 6th. This is where it gets gross. Like, he doesn't murder every granny he comes in contact with. He's also... Because I told you he's volunteering at the senior, senior home. Yeah. He molests no. the, the elderly women as well. June 6, 1989, Glover molested 77-year-old Marjorie Mosley at mm. a retirement home. Uh, she reported it to the hospital staff that a man put his hand under her nightgown but she couldn't remember what the man looked like. I mean, she's 77. Yeah. She had no idea. 
June 24th, he visited another nursing home where he once again molested another elderly patient. Um, Her name is, she's unidentified. Mm. And she, he took off running when she started screaming for help. And then he, August, he assaults another elderly lady named Effie Carney. Same, same deal. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't, I don't want to get all gra- like super graphic. Like he doesn't rape them. Like there's no Just penetration like from him, but it's like, yeah, Ugh. he fondles them, which is still, it's disgusting. It's gross. It's- and October 6th, he went into another uh, retirement home and pretended to be a doctor and assaulted another patient, uh, Phyllis McNeil. And she's blind, oh, so she no. couldn't she couldn't identify him either. So he preys on the weak. Of course, yeah, obviously. Ugh. <sighs> Yeah. So, okay, we'll move on to October 18th, 1989. Glover spotted 86-year-old Doris Cox out on the street. She was outside of her retirement village. And he followed her to a secluded stairwell in front of the house. He attacked her, ramming her face into a brick wall. She fell down. She's a, oh, excuse me. She survived the assault, but she was not able to give a clear description of him because she has <clears throat> dementia. Oh. She did tell the police that her attacker was a young guy, possibly a teenager or a skateboarder. So but he wasn't. No, he's fifty six. Yeah, like she just. She did the best she could. Yeah. Yeah, I just I hate reading these things. Like I just think of like seventy eight years old, eighty something years old. Like these are frail grandmas. <sighs> okay, so now November second. 1989, Glover spots another victim, 78-year-old. Her, her name is Dorothy. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's the name of the road. Her name is Margaret Fod. Um, P-A-H-U-D. P-A-H-U-D? Pod. Pod? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Pod. Pod? <clears throat> I, I, yeah. Margaret. Sorry for butchering your last name. He actually went up to her and engaged in conversation with her. Mm-hmm. He even offered to carry her groceries home for her. So he looks like a, you know, just a stand-up, yeah. nice citizen. Nice, nice gentleman. She invited him in for a cup of tea. He uh, declined. Okay. I'm sorry. The, I've, I wrote this down wrong. Of course that was... <laughs> her name was Dorothy Bing, Bink. I fucked that up. My apologies. So everything's the same. Okay. But her name's Dorothy. All right. She Where invited. Where did you get Margaret from? Because ah, I'm about to. I screwed okay. up. So she invited. He carried her groceries home. She invited him in for tea. He declined. But on his way back, or on his walk back from that, he ran into an 85 year old Margaret. Okay. Put pod. And he hit her. He attacked her. Yeah. Hit her in the back of the head with. A hammer. When she collapsed, he struck her again on the side of the head and he strangled her. He did his same calling where he rearranged her clothing, her shoes, her walking stick, took her 
purse and he he bolted. No one saw the attack, but she was the, spotted like a few minutes later. I wonder what the significance of like the way that he poses them. I don't know why. Like why that specific? Because usually when people are posed, they're posed like propped up, sitting a certain way. They have certain makeup on, or you know what I mean. Like they're at a dinner table, like they're propped well, up. You, some people will like pose a body like in a lewd manner, just yeah, for like right. shock. Yeah, you know. But he's not. Well, yeah, that, that he's too. not doing like, that. It's not. It's just a a basic pose. Well, why? I don't. This is my train of thought. Okay. Because they're all, they're all older women. They're all wearing pantyhose, and he yeah. takes the pantyhose off of them. They're still alive at that point. So if they're like putting up a fight while mm-hmm. he's trying to take off their pantyhose, they could be in this position, and he puts them back to where they're they're not in a lewd position. You okay. know what I'm saying? It almost sounds respectful in a way. As you know what I mean? Like yeah. That's kind of what I was getting at earlier. Is like when people usually pose someone, it's, you know, their legs are spread apart. Their yeah. shirts above their head. It, you know, they're at a, a dinner table. So for them to pose them like that, it's almost like, that's, I don't know. I shouldn't use the word respectful because it's not. But yeah, like, he's a sick fuck. It's, it's, it's interesting. So, yeah, he killed her same way, posed her body the same way. They all, so he kind of does have a, like, he's not just picking these people at random. Like, he is, because... He turned down the woman that invited him into her house. That's true. But, Maybe like, like they, they all have walking sticks. They're all wearing pantyhose. Like, these are particular he women. A, he has a, a specific type, yeah. obviously. Because he's posing them the same way. Oh. Um, no one's <clears throat> seen the attack. She Her body did get discovered a few minutes later after the death. Or after the murder by a young schoolgirl. The girl thought it the body was just a pile of clothes. Oh, man. And, but it was... It wasn't. And the fucked up thing is, like, they keep washing these crime scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, neighbors, this time, cleaned the crime scene before any evidence. So there is zero... All these murders have happened, zero evidence. Oh, my God. People, leave it be. I know. So Take pictures of it if you're going to be tromp- trompling around it or trampling. <laughs> tromping. Tromping. Tromping, trampling. Took her purse. It had $300 in it. And when he takes these purses and i'm telling you there's like a hundred dollars two hundred dollars he i mean like when he goes back to normal life he takes that money and he just goes and does like this time he went to a club like a like a golf club type deal or something like he spends their money on these outings that he'll do like then just rob them don't kill them yeah fuck so within 24 hours of Margaret's murder. So November third, he runs into eighty-one-year-old Olive Cleveland, and he same thing. He strikes up conversation with Cleveland while she's sitting on a bench outside of of a retirement village. Uh, don't know what was said in the conversation, but it made Olive very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So she got up. And tried to, and she started going towards the main building. He grabbed her from behind, forced her down a ramp into a secluded side, like side, like an alley, probably. Mm-hmm. And he hit her repeatedly and pushed her head into the concrete before he took her panties off, tied it around her neck, mm-hmm. strangled her. He once again 
He did his mark his thing. He rearranged her clothing, her shoes, and her walking stick, and he left. Took her purse, sixty dollars. Jesus. And once again, the injuries to her were attributed to a heavy fall, and there were no eyewitnesses for this. So now there's a reward. Like he has the name Green. There's a reward. There's a well. They. Let's help keep these. They're saying it's false. Yeah, there's false, but they're also kind of suspecting. Like he has the Granny Killer name right now. Okay. So they're suspecting something, mm-hmm. and now they've put out a reward, and the government is bumped that up to two hundred thousand dollars for information on the Granny Killer. Damn. Okay. So, still no zero fucking evidence on this guy. Like he's just, they just he gets he's to do lucky. whatever he wants. Yeah. So, two murders in 24 hours. Like, that's crazy. Made a bad day. Yeah. Then we go to November 23rd. He was sitting in a, a hotel, like, main room. Ran into 93-year-old no. Muriel. Muriel Falconer. Muriel. You go with that. That's a beautiful name. Yeah. Walking. She was in the hotel as well. He went to his car got his hammer and his gloves, followed her to the exterior of her home, and he just, like, sneaks up behind her, but she's partially deaf and blind. So, it's like, and she's 93. She opened her front door, he came in behind her, he put his hand around her mouth to keep her quiet, Before and then he started hitting her in the head and the neck with his hammer. She fell to the ground, he removed her pantyhose, as he was doing this, she started to come back. Like, she was knocked out. Mm-hmm. She started regaining consciousness, and she started screaming. Good. Well, this prompted him to hit her even more times with a hammer. Not good. Until she passed out again. He removed her pantyhose, used them to strangle her, killed her. And he went to her house, took $100, rearranged her shoes, everything. It was the crime scene this time, though, since it was in her house, Mm -hmm. the crime scene was left undisturbed. So now we're getting somewhere. Okay. Undisturbed. And the investigators were able to collect evidence, including bloody shoe prints. And and there was a witness, a neighbor gave um, a description of a suspect, middle-aged, gray-haired. And they upped the reward to $250,000 at this point. Damn. But now they have evidence. So they're... Putting it together. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> it's taken them a long fucking time because yeah. this is... Uh, well, they went from accidental fall to serial killer. There's a huge jump between the two and they have to you know, probably put everything together now that they have a witness and you know all that other shit. So... Yeah. So he ends up going back. Like, they still have, they have no, like... There's no signs pointing to Glover yet. Mm-hmm. So he ends up going back to um, another elderly care facility. And he goes back to fondling more women. I hate that. It's so gross. It's so fucking gross. And he was like, he was, I was telling you that he was delivering pie, mm-hmm. like dessert. Mm-hmm. It's not pie. It's like meat pie. It's like a. Uh, yeah, like pizza pie. Yeah, like we don't have meat pie here, no. do we? 
I don't think no. Like England, there's pizza. like shepherd's pie and shit. So I guess it's like a I don't know. Well, that That's was his more of an Ireland thing, I think. Shepherd's pie. Oh yeah, whatever. I made it one year. It was pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. It's good. it's good if you make it. If you go buy it like pre-made, it tastes like shit. Yeah. So that was what his shtick was there. Like, that's how he got to these women, was he delivered their dinner, I'm assuming. Oh, like Meals on Wheels. Yeah. Like, Ugh. what are those people called, like, candy stripers, like, to come into rooms? But he was more, he did things for meals. Okay. So he bought, he came across an 82-year-old advanced cancer patient. Her name was Daisy Roberts. Oh. He he pretends to be like a nurse or a doctor or something, asking her questions if she's losing body heat and let me check for you. And then he like pulls up her nightgown. He starts touching her and this and stuff. And so she panics and she calls for help. Good. Which a nurse, a nurse quickly came up and found Glover and confronted him. And then he took off running. And so now they know who he is. Yeah. Well, the nurse chased him outside and got his car's, they said it's car's registration number. Mm-hmm. So, and immediately called the police. Um, Good. Hospital staff was able to identify and name Glover. And he was well known, like I said, he was well known for doing his pie rounds. Right. And that's what was He's his, the pie guy. Yeah. And so they got a picture of Glover and two people were able to positively identify him. So now, now we're on him. Right. Like now it's, it's shit's going it's to happen. This guy. The assaults were not linked to the murders though. Um, and it took three weeks for them to even like try to connect the oh shit God. together. Isn't that so frustrating? Yeah. God. Um, they finally got the detectives contacted Glover and they, Asked him to come in for an interview at the station, which he did not show up. They called him. They informed his wife. And apparently he tried to commit suicide and he was in the hospital. He he had an overdose. So he knew they were hot on his tail and he was yeah. just trying to fucking end it. So He was scared. Yeah. So they're like, fuck that. Cops go to the hospital. They see him there. He declined the interview. But they let him take his picture, which I don't know what that, I don't know what's going to do. Uh, to show the witnesses, like, is this the guy? But they already had two people. Yeah, but, like, to confirm it. Like, this is him. Since they can't come to the hospital and say, yeah, this is him. Yeah. They needed the picture for that. But they had two people that identified him already, so. It's, uh, he did write a suicide note, and the hospital staff had that, and they handed it over to the police. And he just said, somewhere in that note, it said, no more grannies. What? (laughs) Yeah. No more grannies? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So it's like, he's, I don't know, is that kind of confession? I would kind of link it. I mean, yeah. If you're trying to link the two... Like, the assault and the robbery, and then someone says no more grannies, but they're all elderly. Like, I could see how they would definitely connect it. Yeah. Uh, but if you're dealing with police that are trying to say they fell but then got murdered, like, it's... It's, it's a lot. So, he eventually was 
interviewed. Once he got out of the hospital, he was interviewed over the assaults in the nursing homes. Mm-hmm. They didn't bring up, they had very limited evidence on the murders because mm-hmm. they only had all the fucking crime scenes were washed. So right. they didn't bring up the murders because they want, whenever they go for them, they want it to stick. Right. Um, he, they didn't, oh, hold on, I lost my spot. Shit. He was, okay, here we go. He was put under constant police surveillance. Like, wherever Glover went. Every move he meant, or made, every breath he took, they were watching him. (laughs) The Michael Jackson, like, I always feel like somebody's watching me. Yeah. I went straight for the, uh, I think it's it's, yeah. Fuck, what's his name? Sting? Yeah. But the band that he was in when he did- The police. The police, that's it. There it is. Well, yeah, the police, we're watching him. (laughs) Every step he made. (laughs) Every breath he takes. So here's where it gets fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. He's got 24-hour surveillance over his ass. March 19th, 1990, he killed his sixth victim. Under police surveillance. Wow. So, her name was Joan Sinclair. She was 60 years old. And she was a friend of Glover's platonic relationship. Like, this is somebody closer to his age. He's 56. She's 60. So, so they were friends. They're friends, yeah. Um, and they watched Glover go into her house at 10 o'clock in the morning. Okay. Just, that was it. 1 p.m., there's no sign of Glover or movement within the house or any, like, they can't see shit. Okay. At 1. Like, there's no movement. Three hours later. There's no movement in that house. They started to become concerned, not till 5 p.m. Whoa. And then they finally got permission to go into the house at 6 p.m. So, eight hours later. Yeah. So they go, two police officers go knock on the door. No one answers the door. They start, they look through the rear glass door. And they see a hammer laying on the ground and a pool of dry blood. Shit. The detectives obviously bust in the, the door at that point. They search the house and they find Sinclair's battered head wrapped in a bundle of blood-soaked towels. Mm. She was naked from the waist down and her pantyhose was tied around her neck. Was she posed? Uh, no, hmm. not put this, but in this case, her, her genitals were damaged. Really? Yeah. Glover denies raping her, but, um, there was, there was trauma there Maybe that, that points to rape. If they were friends, maybe he tried to like put the move on her. She resisted. And then it just, cause that's a little bit younger than his age preference. Uh, yeah. He eventually confessed, like, he later on told police that him and Joan Sinclair had a relationship for some time. And he said he beat her in the head with a hammer, removed her pantyhose, and strangled her with her. Strangled her with it. He rolled the body onto a mat, wrapped towels around her head, and drug her body from the room, leaving trail of blood. He ran a they couldn't find, they, like, he didn't run out of the house. Mm-hmm. So after this, he, he killed her. Mm-hmm. And the whole time they're wondering, like, well, why is it they're moving? Because she's already dead. 
and he they found him in the bathtub. He took a handful of Valium and he drank a bottle of whiskey and he cut one wrist. Just one. Just one. Okay. Yeah. And tried to kill himself. <laughs> so it didn't work. Uh no. Good. No. He they saved him. They got there enough like I guess he could have died. Right. But by the time the cops got there, like, they could save him. They didn't save the fucking woman. So he goes to trial in March. He pleads not guilty by insanity, which it it works. <laughs> or no, I'm sorry. There was, a, un, it was an unusual case because most of them are. They always say most of these serial killers are mentally ill. Mm-hmm. This guy, completely sane. Like, he just, he had a severe personality disorder, Mm -hmm. but he knew exactly what was, he knew exactly what he was doing. He knew it was wrong, and he just, he didn't care. He couldn't stop it. Wow. So, uh, I'm just going to jump ahead some of this, but point being, he ends up getting life in prison without parole. Good. And you think, like, death penalty, though. Maybe they do things different down under. Yeah. He do they even have the death penalty down there? I don't know. Australia, do you have the death penalty? Let us know. He was definitely held in maximum security place, life in prison. He tried he's tried a few times to kill himself, so he was placed on suicide watch mm-hmm. there. And he kept telling people I want to kill myself. I want to kill myself. Like, this is just, he wants to end it. Um, he was given all these exams and stuff and he, and, cause he also had breast cancer. Right. So they even took the time and money to give him two cancer surgeries mm. to oh try God. to like help with the cancer. But on September 10th, 2005, he was found dead in his prison cell. Bye. He, it looked like he hanged himself. I'm assuming, like, with his bed sheets or some shit. Yeah. And dead. 2005. Good. That's it. The granny killer. What a fucked up guy. John just, Wayne Glover. Fuck just, that. Just killing all kinds of old women. I would be interested to, like, I don't know. I'm sure someone had interviewed him at some point. It'd be interesting to see just what all he really had to say like what was up with the posing why the age yeah i know why would you fondle him but not i mean i shouldn't say why would you fondle him not rape him but like kind of you know what i mean like if you're sexually motivated maybe he's impotent maybe i don't know i don't know i don't know what age that usually can hit men i don't know but But i like i'm sure too with like having breast cancer he's probably on medication that probably do make it hard for him to you know right get aroused or whatever right but it's what a sick fuck Oops. yeah um that that's it I like i've it. never heard of him before. i've never heard of him either uh but you know what i bet there's a lot of people from australia that we've never heard of it's a big ass area you know um yeah it's just, I don't know, I read that story and I was like, God, this, everything about this is just gross. Like, Well, and, and, and for me, it's not that, like, old people are gross. It's the fact that he's touching them inappropriately. Like, yeah, well, it's like, 
taking advantage he's of them. He's pretending to be a doctor. Like, a lot of people do that. I, well, I know. Like, there's something just seriously fucked up about that. Like, because, for one, you know, we're in our 30s. So, but these women are like 70s, 80s, 90. And like, this guy sounds like, hey, <clears throat> I'm a doctor. Let me just check your body temperature. And like, some of them are blind. Some of them are deaf. Some of them have dementia. They just like, they just don't, they, they trusted, trusted him. Mm-hmm. And he just fucking destroyed that. Sick. And once it was happening, they realized this isn't right. Mm-hmm. But it didn't, it's too late at that point. You know? Well, know it's just his, uh, his death was long and drawn out and very, very painful. It was a piece of shit. Sounds like it was, though. I mean, I'm sure cancer can't be comfortable. No. You know? But it's like, he lived a normal life. Everyone thought he was just the greatest guy ever. Very trustworthy and did it's... great things. And he was a fucking... He killed... He killed six women. And before he died, he sent... I forgot to say this part, but he sent a letter out. And it kept referencing nine. Nine, nine, nine. Like, so they think he, he got convicted of six, no, he got convicted of six murders, but they think that he killed nine. nine. Wow. Yeah. They don't know. I wonder if that, like, maybe if he had, like, severe OCD with a couple other, like, mental illnesses, if he, like, the number nine, the way that he posed them, the age, like, the hammer, if everything had to be done in repetition, like, that makes you wonder, I don't know. Um... Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Speaking of wondering, um, fun thing, we're going to have that forensic psychologist on. Yeah. It would be good to ask her, like, what the significance is with, you know, any killers that she's ever had to sit down with. Like, you know, yeah. what's up with the, the posing? Like, what are they trying to get out of that? Here, I just looked it up real quick. Mm-hmm. It, this was right before he committed suicide. He had a visitor come. Like, an someone come see him mm-hmm. and he drew a picture and in the picture he pointed out two pine trees in this picture he drew and in the middle of one of the pine trees you could he wrote the number nine that you could be seen it was like hidden between like leaves and branches mm-hmm. and stuff okay. and the number nine said to either represent the total number of murders or the total number of unsolved murders can bit uh Committed or by maybe him. the ninth one is buried between those two trees. So it's either there's three more victims or there's nine more that they right. didn't that they don't know about. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Well, good story, buddy. Thanks. I mean, that's a horrible story, but I've, I've never guy. heard that guy. Interesting. John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Hi, Glover. You want to always say John Wayne Gacy. John, yeah. John Wayne Glover. The Aussie granny killer. The fuckwad of a guy. Yeah, he was 72 when he decided to off himself. I hate when, like, horrible people live such long lives. Well, I mean, technically, he didn't start killing until he was 56. That we know of. But the, uh, he was 56 and his spree lasted for 14 months. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he did serve some time in prison because he, he got caught fairly quickly. Yeah. Could have been caught a lot quicker if they didn't keep watching the crime scenes. No shit. Well, you want to learn something about the Playboy Mansion? Yeah, because what I know is apparently not right. So let's talk about what we do know about the Playboy Mansion. Like, when you hear the Playboy Mansion, you obviously think Hugh Hefner, you know, Playboy Magazine. Well, I think tons of parties, tons of celebrities, 
And it's a gorgeous mansion. Gorgeous mansion, beautiful women. Just everyone's having a great time. Everyone's happy. It's the dream life, right? Yeah. Like you're one of the most, the world's most beautiful, you know, women. You get to live in this mansion, you know, and this guy is like just obscenely wealthy and is interested in you and whatever. That's what it looks like. The Playboy man, like, this is fucked up. All right, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So a little bit of background about the Playboy Mansion. Hold on, this, this is a teaser, though. Like, you're going to do a... Uh, Yeah, it's a pretty big teaser, but when I, like, slam dunk the last part of it, it's going to be, like, the details of just okay. everything. This is just kind of, like, little fun bits here and there. Um, So it was built originally in 1927. It had 29 rooms, a wine cellar, a grand hall, a grotto, which is, like, a fake cave out yeah. with the pool. Um, a guest house, private chefs, zoo animals, and a ghost. Of course. I was told to be haunted. Yep. <laughs> uh, so the Playboy Company itself actually purchased the home and leased it to Hugh for $100 a year. So wow. he never actually owned the mansion. His company did. Um, yet his name was never on the deed, even though his company owned it. So he owned Playboy, but Playboy bought the mansion. Mm -hmm. Whatever. None of that really matters. But before Hef owned it, there was a woman and a husband who lived in the home. The woman apparently was, like, extremely depressed, lonely. I didn't look too much into her because I got totally... I was going to start this on just the Playboy Mansion ghost. Yeah. And then I started learning a lot about just life in the mansion. And I was like, oh, well, fuck the ghost. Like, I'm going to talk about this. Um, but no, there was a woman who was depressed, lonely, and she actually went up to the top of the Grand Hall right when you first enter mm -hmm. and jumped off of the top of the steps or off the landing onto the floor where she died. Yeah. So she is said to be seen at the end of the hallways and on the stairs and doorways, as well as um, an older male ghost that has been seen and heard as well. Uh, so Hugh Hefner lived there in the mansion for 43 years before he died at the age of 91 in 2017. Uh, he is entombed next to Marilyn Monroe, who oh, wow. was the very first Playboy cover model ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I went to her grave, I think there was a spot to the left of her and then a spot on top of her. And it was, like, for sale for $4 million. Like, who would want to be buried on top of Marilyn Monroe? Like, right. It was a big thing. So I don't know if he's on the left or the top of her, but he's he's, he's right next there. To her. Yeah, he's right next to her. Um, so, let me see. Uh, if you were like me back in like 2005, I think there was a show on the E channel called the girls next door. And it was about Hugh Hefner and his three girlfriends, yeah. uh, Kendra Wilkinson, Bridget Marquardt and Holly Madison. They all lived together with Hugh and I couldn't stop watching the show. Like it was <laughs> so interesting and everything looked like it was fun. Everyone seemed to be having, it was like a big happy family. Like it looked really right. just perfect. Um, well, Bridget, who was now 45, at the time she was in her uh, early 30s, which is odd because that's a little bit, she was one of the older yeah. girlfriends. Um, Bridget, uh, again, was Hugh's ex. She is now a self-claimed ghost hunter. She has her own podcast called Ghost Magnet, and she has an episode of the Playboy Mansion Ghost, which I've listened to. It's, okay. it's worth listening to. Okay. You know, show Bridget some love. She's really sweet. Um but the real Playboy Mansion, like mm -hmm. cameras off, everything's back down to normal. Um, 
the reason why I have to do this in two parts is because right now I'm actually reading three books <laughs> about the Playboy. I got hooked. Like, I read <laughs> one little tidbit, and I was like, oh, this place is fucked up. So I'm reading a book called Bunny Tales. It's by Isabella St. James. I'm reading a book called Sliding Into Home, which is by Kendra Wilkinson. And then another book uh, by Holly Madison, which I did not write the title down because I forgot it. But it's something about, like, you know. Yeah. Secrets of the life of the mansion, whatever. Um, so, for example, like, some of the rules that the bunnies talk about. So, in order to live in the mansion, you had to have sex with Hugh and be a part of the bedroom lifestyle. Like, before you could stay there, you had to fuck him. It's gross. Yeah. There was a strict 9 p.m. curfew for days when they weren't clubbing, and they would go clubbing twice a week with Hugh. Uh... Another rule was if they were ever out and about with him in public, they had to stand by him while pictures were being taken of him. Like you can't take a picture of just the girl. Like she has to be with Hef. This is this. Yeah. She's Hef. Yeah. Um, no outside relationships with males whatsoever. Even though all the bunnies had like boyfriends on the side. Yeah. You could talk to the staff, but you weren't really like allowed to sit and bullshit with them. You know, it was like if you wanted a cake, you asked. Robert for a cake and then he made you the cake and that's fucking it. Like you don't sit and bullshit. You leave them alone and they leave you the fuck alone. Wow. So you're it's very isolated. Um you were also not if you were one of his girlfriends or like a bunny with him, there was absolutely no talking while Hef was being interviewed. You had to just sit, smile and be pretty and perk up. Like they wanted boobs out, smile out. Right, candy. Right. Yeah. Um you were not allowed to have a job. While you were there, he would support you in going to college mm -hmm. and he would even pay for it, but you were not allowed to work. You were not allowed to go visit a mental health doctor, like psychiatrist, psychologist. He yeah. kind of frowned upon that because he basically reading into what I've read so far, it sounds like he basically wanted to control the yeah. women. And if they got out of the mansion and told other people like what they felt and how they were feeling, they'd shut that shit down. They'd make or they would say you should leave the you know leave yeah. there. Um, every girlfriend was given an allowance of one thousand dollars, which was given to them in crisp one hundred one hundred dollar bills from a book safe in his room every Friday. But the money could only be used for sexy sexy clothes, lingerie, plastic surgery, hair, and makeup, which she had a. A private account at some salon in LA or Beverly Hills. So, like, you could not, you know, buy your family some shit. Like, right. your allowance, which is what it was called. You had to um, spend it all on you. Yeah. When the girls would actually get their allowance every Friday, they had to wait for Hef to pick up dog shit from his bedroom floor, which was compared to a hoarder's wasteland. Aww. Like, his bedroom was disgusting. And I'll get more into that later, but all I'll tell you is. The smell that I've read from so far four different people, they've they've described not only the mansion but Hef's room as smelling like mold, musk, urine, and decay. Like, that is it gross. Just fucking stinks. <laughs> yeah. Um so another little glimpse inside his bedroom. Uh completely cluttered, like I said, it was compared to a hoarder's wasteland. He had two big screen TVs that were playing porn 24-7. He had VHS tapes going from the floor to the ceiling, including bestiality tapes, uh, or yeah, bestiality porn videos, such as one found by ex-girlfriend Holly, which was titled Girl and Dog. That's fucked up. Yeah. 
And I, that's what Hef would jerk off to. Ugh. Among other things, but girl and dog. Like, a mm. dog fucking a girl. So, if you were in the house and Hef invited you, like, either to the house or upstairs, like, you basically, you had to fuck him. Uh-uh. Yeah. So, <laughs> he wanted to fuck you, you had to fuck him. As, uh... The other bunnies and girlfriends and just playmates would, you know, tell the newer girls that would show up, they would say, fake the fuck. Like, just pretend that you love it and just be done with it. And <clears throat> That's so, so gross. Right. So inside the house and away from cameras, every bathroom, which there was a lot of them, every bathroom had a tray of Vaseline, Johnson's baby oil, and Kleenex. So you can ready to fucking jerk off whenever you want to. <laughs> the whole mansion was in disrepair. There are urine stained carpets and drapes everywhere. I mean, is everyone just pissing on the ground? Like, what? No, they had, he had so many dogs over oh. 43 years that he never got the carpets changed or changed the curtains. Like, it was all That's stuck nasty. in the time zone. Yeah, like, stuck in the 80s. He wouldn't... He never upgraded his house ever. So mm-hmm. if a dog peed on the floor, he just left it. Mm-hmm. Like... From what it sounds like, if you remember that girl we were friends with. Yep, yeah, I already know where you're going. That is so... Disgusting. I don't even walk in that house. It it hits you, like... Uh, Yeah. yeah, I know, it's just, it's nasty. So again, the the mansion smelled of mold, musk, and urine. The bedrooms had old, cheap um, beds with, like, decade-old stains and busted-up old dressers in their rooms. Uh, The air vents in some of the bedrooms were actually taped shut so the bunnies could smoke meth smoke weed, and stay drunk in order to make it through the duty of pleasing have sexually whenever he wanted it. So these girls were basically stuck in this house, alone, not allowed to work. You can't do anything. You can't spend any money other than to make yourself look hotter. Yeah. And you're only just hanging out until Hef wants to fuck you. So they basically, they stayed high and drunk and methed up in order to make it through. Wow. I had no idea. Oh, dude. That's why I was like, fuck the ghost. Like, I want to talk about this. So, in 2011, this is nasty. In 2011, the Los Angeles Department of Public Health got a phone call when 120 Playboy Mansion party guests all contracted the same bacteria from the famous grotto out back. It was infested with the bacteria. I'm not going to even attempt the name. It was infested with the bacteria that causes Legionnaire's disease, which is actually a severe pneumonia. Um, oh. 120 people in a oh. pool, fucking and sucking. Oh. They all caught pneumonia. God, it's so nasty. From or this bacteria causes Legionnaires' disease. This yes. why I'm a germaphobe. Right. So, and this is 2011. Like this is fairly uh, yeah. recent. Um, another thing, uh, Hugh Hefner was absolutely. So this this came from Holly's book. I'm mm-hmm. not. This is her quote. Mm-hmm. Hugh was obsessed with girls looking as young as possible. He was not interested in any woman over 28 whatsoever. I think Bridget maybe made the exception. Um, But his goal was he wanted, like, fresh teens. He wanted them to be white-skinned with blonde hair, young girls with perfect bodies. If he had to pay for their surgery to make them look that way, that's fine. He He did it. He wanted that all the time and as young as they could possibly be, which was 18. And... There are some questionable things I'll get to next time about if everyone was really 18. Because people lie about their age all the time. Yeah. Um, so next time, when we talk about it on the uh, Patreon episode or whatever, part two, um, 
There's a couple things. He was emotionally abusive towards his girlfriends. His girlfriends felt trapped there. They absolutely could not leave if they left. They would literally go back to, you know, living on couches. And a lot of these girls worked shitty jobs as, you know, waitresses or whatever. Yeah. Not shitty jobs, but just, like, they were struggling. Yeah. And then you go live and get paid $4,000 a month to be a sex And a bacteria-filled Right. So no one wanted to move out of the mansion. They wanted to stay there because it was a source of, you know, for, for them to be able to live. Yeah. So, um, the mansion, like the, a lot of the girlfriends complained that they had, um, severe depression and were suicidal. Hugh even offered them, uh, even girls as young as 18 years old, he would offer them quaaludes saying that they were thigh openers back in his day. And he would offer quaaludes and marijuana to the newer girls to help get them in the mood. Yeah, he ain't kidding. Quaaludes. That's pretty much like... I've never had one. I mean, I don't know this from experience of taking them, but you can't get them anymore. Like, they're very potent, and they're, like, you're essentially just dead to the world. Like the date rape drug? No, I mean, it's a, like, it's a pharmaceutical, like, you can get prescribed it. depression, or what? I don't know. We'll we'll have to look at it. I don't know the specifics, but I know you're, like, you're out. Okay, well. Yeah. Yeah, he said they were, quote, thigh openers. Yeah. Back then. So, he, the first time he met Holly, I believe she was 18, Either 18 or 20. I'll have to double check that. Don't fact me on it. But when he first met Holly, she was very young. And he pulled out a quaalude that was wrapped in a Kleenex that he kept in his pocket. And he offered her weed and quaaludes. So, sex with Hugh Hefner. <laughs> what that was like and his and what he actually, how he preferred to finish. You should probably save that part. Oh, I, I am. I'm going to save it. He had a very specific way that he liked to finish fucking. Um, I will give you guys a schedule of offerings, like on what days you had to do what and what days you had to be expected of, what days you could and could not do certain things. He was very particular about his his yeah. day-to-day schedule. Um, the Elvis room, which is still, well, maybe not now, but it was locked Elvis had a wild night in there with, like, eight Playboy bunnies years ago. And mm-hmm. after that, they locked the room up, sealed it tight. No one could get in there. And even the people that lived there couldn't go in there. The only people that were able to get in there were Elvis and Hugh Hefner. Wow. So there's some conspiracies as to why that room was shut off and what happened behind there. And I got a couple interesting and kind of fucked up, like, what could have happened behind those doors? Why right. is it closed off? And one of my... Questions that I've never been able to find is if there was a fireplace in that room. That to me is really important, but I guess we'll never know. <laughs> um, plus stories of parties, constant demand of sexual offerings, a revolving door of people for Hugh to like literally control. Like I had said before, if you wanted to be involved in the in the parties, you were assumed that you know once you dressed the part, you were going to be able to put out. Yeah, you know. Um, Holly was his girlfriend for like the longest time. She had to share a bedroom with them and the other girls had their own bedroom, but they basically just, it looks like all fun and games, but it's not like they had to be fucked up to be able to have sex with him. And he would just go from one chick to the other, to the other. And when he called you into his bedroom, either you came or you weren't able to come back to the mansion. So it was like a revolving door of like sex slaves, essentially that that he paid, you know, thousand dollars a week. If you were a girlfriend, if you weren't, you were just a guest and yeah. you could come and go whenever. And actually I was reading to, I'll just throw this in here too. Uh, towards the end of 
the heyday of the Playboy Mansion before he died, um, a lot of celebrities started to kind of not go there as much because it was... Well, it, it sounds was, dirty. It's dirty, and it's like, how young do you want these girls to be? Yeah. You know, a lot of these celebrities are, you know, they range from in their 20s to, you know, he was 90, 91. But not everybody is into freshly, barely legal teens. Right. You know what I mean? So, just a little teaser, a little couple things about the Playboy Mansion, but next time when I talk about it, it's going to be, I'm going to drop so many bombs, you're going to be like, what the fuck, dude? Oh, I can't wait to hear it. It's crazy. But that's all I have for today. That's uh, it's definitely a teaser. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll tell you Hef guys when like you can that. listen to it. Huh? I said Hef wouldn't like that. Hey, that that is all quotes from <laughs> the people he fucked. No, I was <laughs> trying to be funny. Oh. Like, you're doing a teaser. I was like, he wouldn't like that. Oh, yeah. He's looking to fuck. See, it's not funny now. I'm going to have to explain it. God damn it. <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah, I'll post. I'll let you guys know when you can hear part two of that later on through the Patreon. Uh It'd be easy. We're, we're not going to ask too much of people, but... One million dollars. Each. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks uh, for listening. Yeah. And again, I hope you guys had a wonderful 2019. Thank you guys so much for your listening, your support, your emails, your gifts, just yeah. everything. We're only 35 episodes in. Great. Review. Subscribe. Subscribe. Uh, Dead Academy Pop- Podcast at Gmail. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon one day. Yeah. It's getting there, man. The holidays is busy. Yeah. So. Give us time. Happy New Year. Yeah. And we'll catch you guys back in the new roaring 20s. Yeah. But no, for real though, I can't thank anybody or thank you guys enough for listening. Yeah. Don't absolutely. forget the winner of the giveaway last month was Stacey Lynn Robinson. I have not heard from her yet. Stacey, message me. You have one week. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. If not, it goes to somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. All you right. have to keep listening to find out. Happy New Year. We'll see you guys in a week. Bye. Bye, love you. Bye.